0: Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 6, you will hear stories from our 7th collection, Twists and Turns. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at RandallJones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. Flooded by Tara Thompson I had no intention of dying that day, twenty-six, bald, hooked up to machines. Even as a child, fascinated by graveyards and ornate headstones, I'd visualized my death numerous times, the drama, the casket, the final words, and it had never, not once, looked like this. I can't remember the exact moment my lungs flooded. It happened so quickly. A stat order boomed over the intercom. Someone shoved a tube down my throat. What I do remember is waking up in a daze, unable to speak. A doctor stood over me, medical staff swarmed like bees, and then I passed out. When I awoke, my right arm was strapped down to some type of board. I struggled against it, my pulse quickened, I I can't move, I can't breathe. A needle shot up a vein in my trapped hand, a catheter snaked through my urinary tract, another catheter sewn into my chest, dispersed chemo and drugs and blood transfusions, sometimes at the same time. This was the protocol for someone like me, Leukemia, undergoing a bone marrow transplant from a donor. I opened my mouth to ask what's happening, but nothing came out. That was the worst part, that, and the confusion. I tried again. Nothing. I motioned frantically with my left hand. Trapped. The nurse, who I later learned wasn't allowed to leave me until another nurse took over. She's one of the dying ones. Tried to explain. You're on a ventilator, she said there were some complications try to relax what i did not know was that my family had already been contacted and told that i might not make it so they should come immediately my sister who was my donor perched on a metal chair by my side clutching my free hand My dad, who hovered nearby, gave me a red pen and a yellow legal pad that he carried around during those endless hospital days. It's okay, hon, he said. His normally strong voice wavered. I scribbled questions with my left hand. My dad and the nurse answered them when they could decipher my hieroglyphic scrawls. Years later, I found this pad, and was startled seeing how much the ink resembled blood. "'Your lungs flooded,' a nurse said. "'With marrow,' I wrote. "'No, with IV fluids. It's very unusual. "'Did the transplant work?' "'We don't know yet.' "'I couldn't write fast enough. "'I'm running out of time. I don't have enough time.' this feeling would persist for years to come at one point i threw the red pen across the room it struck the wall with a loud thud and made my sister jump as the youngest patient to undergo the highly risky adult bone marrow transplant in that hospital at that time i had so much promise my sister was a perfect match I'd done very well with the chemo and radiation, what that means I don't know since I threw up all the time. I had trudged through the hallway walks, pulling my pump, the nurses cheering me on. I'd blown into my plastic contraption to keep my lungs from collapsing. Yet here I was, stuck on a ventilator. Was I a failure? Just hang on one more day, I told myself over and over. But the bigger question kept recurring. Am I going to die? I don't recall when they took me off the ventilator. That's something I would like to remember, to celebrate even. But there was more to come, nearly two more months in semi-isolation with numerous bumps in the road. I sometimes wonder why I made it off the soulless machinery and back into the world with its rays of sunshine and fresh air. My dad would say it was positive thinking. Think positive and do your best, he'd advise before piano recitals and exams. My mother would say it was God, and while I've always believed in God, I also saw too many people on my hospital floor who did not make it out, their lifeless bodies wheeled by my door as the nurses spoke in hushed tones, shh don't let the others know it's bad for morale. The guy in the room beside me who played his guitar to keep his spirits high, whose mouth sores were worse than mine, dead. The young girl I exchanged letters with, both of us with slick bald heads, dead. I'm sure their families prayed and thought positive thoughts. Where was God for them? There's no sense in any of it. As my sister wheeled me through the hospital doors, I inhaled the crisp outside air for the first time in nearly three months and felt my lungs expand like a butterfly taking flight. I had never seen or felt the world like this before. I was flooded with gratitude. I survived. I live. Copyright. 2022, Tara Thompson. Tara Thompson lives in Durham, North Carolina. She holds an MFA in Creative Writing from the University of North Carolina Wilmington, and was selected as a winner of the annual Piccolo Spalletta Fiction Open. Her short stories and essays have been published in Wilma Magazine, Charleston City Paper, The Square Table, Prick of the Spindle, and more. This current essay is inspired by Tara's soon-to-be-finished memoir, which is about her endless fight to survive cancer. Tara is also completing a contemporary novel. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of 6-Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the seven anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's r-a-n-d-e-l-l-jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.